the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show, hour two, that is, our dose on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Super glad to have you guys with me. Um, let's see, we pretty much covered, what did we talk about last hour? We talked to, just to give you a little recap, we talked about the sham committee and them recommending charges against Donald Trump. We talked about that with our man, Tom DeBacaro. We talked about the Twitter files, uh, number seven release and the extent in which the FBI continued to bully, actually had to bully uh, Twitter at one point, continuing to put when Twitter came back and said, you know, we really ain't seeing a whole lot of that foreign interference here. Um, Yeah, yeah, you are. And continue to push the extent to which the FBI is controlling uh, the flow of information in order to control the outcome of our elections is really chilling that this is happening in the United States of America. And then I think we wrapped up. Oh, we talked about the New York Times celebrating Hanukkah with a swast- with a, what looked like a swastika of a crossword puzzle. And then we wrapped up with the fact that John Roberts put a temporary halt on the removal of uh, Title 42. So that's kind of the wrap. But do let us know if there if you've got any additional comments on on any of that. 888-344-1170. Joining me, not often enough, but as often as I can squeeze him in, is our buddy Brian Maloney of Red Wave America. Hello, my dear. Hey there. Good to be with you. All righty. Um, okay, so I, I do feel like I want to revisit a little bit of this Twitter file situation, the Twitter files dump, because in some ways it is shocking to see confirmation of the extent in which uh, there's fascism going on, which is, according to Mussolini, a government controlling the private sector to control citizens. Um, in some ways, it's shocking. In some ways, it's not. And I, the time on my show does not permit me to get ridiculously deep into the weeds. But I want to get your perspective on it, because in addition to your experience in campaigns, uh, it's in messaging, it's also in media. How, what do you think of the, the Twitter files so far? Well, so here's, here's the thing. I mean, and for anybody who's not familiar with me, I'm one of the few on the right who does not trust Elon Musk. Uh, and it's, we're a small group, but I think we're growing after the last 24 hours in his stupid poll about, you know, whether he should step down. And I think people were looking at that like, you know, wow, we just put all of our eggs into this guy's basket and he's got one foot out the door already. I mean, so, uh, but the bottom line is because I've been looking in this guy for five or six years. I mean, he is, you know, closely attached to the CCP through his China Tesla operations, um, Just about two years ago, he proclaimed that he was a socialist and those stories are still uh, available. They're not, you know, they're not 
I mean, they're still out there. So that my position's different. So the thing is about the, the release of these emails and files and everything else. Hey, I'm appreciative to see it all. It's great to see it. It's great to have proof of what we already knew was going on because we lived it, Andrea. We, we were there, you know, we, we were shadow banned. We were suppressed. Um, and to have it all on hard paper, you know, hard copy is, is terrific. The problem is, number one, and this is what I've been screaming about on Twitter, and I've been screaming at some of the people who are supposedly our conservative allies who have not been acting like conservative allies for quite a long time, um, and that is that, hey, great, so this stuff's released, but nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. Elon is playing one of his trademark diversion games where, look, look at this shiny object over here, but nobody says, hey, but wait a second, Elon, not only do all of the shadow bans on conservatives continue to exist and have not been lifted, but only a handful of accounts have been restored. He, he had to clear general account amnesty. That's a quote, verbatim quote, uh, that was supposed to take place at least a month ago. To, you know, general account amnesty, which meant that all of the banned conservative accounts would be uh, you know, would be released and, and available again. Instead, he's piecemealed, kind of thrown out to, he's, you know, two or three people come back at a time per week. Uh, you know, at that rate, it'll be 30 years before everybody's back. And we're all still shadow banned. So what has really changed? And I'm seeing every day people reporting that they're facing new shadow bans, which you can test for. You can test your account for it. Uh, and facing new restrictions, um, suspensions. There have been new suspensions on conservatives that are being, uh, you know, reported out there that I've been retweeting. Um, but these conservative influencers, who I think a lot of them are just phonies and some of them are grifters, are tweeting love poems to Elon 15 times a day. And it's because they want him to retweet them so that they can build more followers and get more exposure, get more engagement. But the problem is, in the meantime, we have the stolen election in Arizona that gets pushed back from the headlines further. We have the open borders that are pushed back for, you know, they're just not getting out there. The general public still does not know that millions of people are illegally crossing our borders. We have this sham trial against Trump. Uh, We have all of this stuff going on that these influencers aren't focusing on. And most of those influencers, or some of them, are at this turning point conference. You know, we've got another balloon drop event coming this year that doesn't move the needle. Uh, You know, it's like we're losing elections. We're not moving the ball forward on our issues. And we've got people that are supposedly on our own side that are in our way. Uh, You know, we've got we need to get rid of Rana, you know, and get rid of the Romneyites from the GOP. We need to be doing that. And we're not focused on that either. So we're not focused. And that's why we're losing. And I'm trying to get this message out. It's a lonely, lonely battle because people are pushing back at me like I'm not being conservative enough or something. It's like, no, no, I'm I'm the one that's still conservative. And you Mm -hmm. people are lost. Well, what is what is the plan? We're talking to Brian Maloney of Red Wave America. What should the action plan be? Because at last hour, we had Tom Davacaro on, and Tom's former chairman of the Republican Party for the state of California, and he's basically at this point saying we've we've got to be using we've as the individual and getting active as the individual, and that's true. It should be clear to everybody out there 
that we the days of voting for representative government and thinking that all you have to do to be active is just go to the polls and vote or should be behind you. You got to yeah. get it. We've got to get really active and we've got to be identifying those within our party that are phonies and pushing at the local level to get them out and pushing to get good conservatives in. But here's where I'm concerned. We, you know, we don't have four years to figure this out anymore. We're, we're, no. we're really far gone. And I'm trying to figure out what's realistic that we can do to turn things around. What should the action plan be? Well, I think that's and that's something that some of us should be meeting and talking about and mapping out into a written plan. I, I don't think, you know, it's in this segment here. I don't think we could no. do all of that any justice. But but you're right from the the first thing that I would do is eliminate all of these silly distractions because before Elon, it was Kanye and it was this celebrity or that celebrity. We were never guided by celebrities before. And all these people are kind of mentally ill or they're, you know, like we, we were, we were always driven by ideals. You know, we are about law and order. We are about borders. Uh, we are about integrity, Right. I mean, go down the list. We are about life. I mean, the issues that matter to us and we used to be about fiscal responsibility. We've totally given up that issue. So we've got to get back to our core issues. And then in terms, like you said, okay, so can we elect people that believe in these things? Sure, we can. But we're always going to be fighting against the Republican Party that is run by people who at the top who are actually trying to keep Republicans from winning. Um, And so, you know. Do we start another party possibly, or do we run people as independents? We definitely have to run people. Uh, we have to contribute to people individually. You don't give money to the party anymore. Um, but as you're saying, if, if elections no longer matter and the people in government no longer matter because you can't fix anything at that level, then what do you have left? And I think what you have left is your own community. You know, you have your own town, your own city, your own neighborhood uh, at that level. What's going on in your school board? What's going on in your town? What's going on with your city council or your county supervisors or whatever? Um, to me, you know, that, that is somewhere where you can still make a change. You can have complete tyrants in Sacramento, but you can have fantastic people at the county level or the city level or your school board, you know. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, I don't, the thing is, Andrea, I don't know. To what extent we can still save this country? I'm not sure anymore. You know, so at that point, if we're at that point, that's new. That's new ground for us. If that's true, um, then then you know, then we start going into survival mode. And I, I hope we're not heading there, but I worry about that. And I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm asking about action plans, and it, you know, I try to stay optimistic about what we can do. You know, I decided years ago that, you know, I was, and I talk about this on the regular basis, how it's disappointing to me that some Christians think that the way to protect their thought life is to never watch the news and never think of anything negative. And they just, you know, yay, I'm just going to go and sing some, some worship songs and I'm just going to ignore what's happening in the world. And, you know, da, 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 da. And while, while our country is going off a cliff, 
Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and to me, I feel like we've got to get active. This is a part of life as, as a Christian is to not allow us to become Sodom and Gomorrah. We are Sodom and Gomorrah now, and I struggle every day with how do I come in and, and talk about it. And so I didn't want to be that Christian with my head buried in the sand. I wanted no. to be somebody that would come out and fight for this country till it, its last dying breath. And I'm getting to a place to where I'm wondering if we're in the death throes. I was watching some videos footage uh, of this turning point event and I just can't I, I you know I, I've got to talk about what we what we have to at least try to do but I'm not I'm not up for this rah-rah business we're gonna Fauci's no, gonna be the needle that no that's just about that's about raising money Andrea I don't mean to interrupt you but that's about that's about bringing in money well, yeah, and it, it, it is, and it's about, you know, um, Fauci's going to be in chains, and he's going to perp walk, and it's just like, you know, and it's reminding me of all the people that actually thought that Jeff Sessions had 40,000 indictments he was going to, you know, lay yeah. down. It's like, you know, who's believing this nonsense? But I can't give up. I can't give up. I've got to keep fighting, and it's just a question of how, right? And and you're well, right. That, yeah. Get rid of this silliness, because why, you know— the, the very people who, who fell for this QAnon stuff, which was, uh, I could never understand it. It was bizarre. Um, you know, men got sucked into all these other, why is it all these weird things now? Why can't we just focus on issues and saving our country? Why is that so hard? Why does it always have to be, oh, there's this billionaire savior in Silicon Valley, and he's going to save us from everything, um, you know, because Trump didn't. Or whatever. It's like so. So now uh, there's a new guy that's going to do it, and every week there's going to be a new guy, and none of them are going to save us. We have to save ourselves, and I think that's the problem. So when I'm screaming at these people, Elon Musk is not our savior. You know, he he is. He's got a religious cult going. There's no doubt about that. Um, but he's not our savior. No one wants to hear it because they want to think that there's some savior that's going to fall from the sky. Uh, and and make everything better. And the the truth is, we have to work our tails off. Nobody wants to do that. But I mean, we've got a country that's crumbling. Yeah, um, um, crumbling. And today, I just felt like with with this Trump January sixth thing, it's like, what's left of America now? What's what's left? Well, let's ta- let's take a break and talk about that w- when we come back because I do want to get your perspective on the Trump thing. And also, um, I don't know if you've waited on the Father Pavone scandal, which I think is absolutely scandalous that Father Frank, Frank Pavone um, was notified, I guess, or was never notified, but an announcement was made was that he was going to be um, defrocked um, by the Catholic Church. And I think that the uh, the crumbling of our our Judeo-Christian principles and values and our churches and church institutions is a huge part of the problem. Stay tuned. Brian Maloney from Red Wave America is going to stick around, so you better do it too. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, continuing with our conversation with Brian Maloney. Um, I'm, I'm wondering your opinion on, on uh, Carrie Lake, because I think she's pretty fierce. I don't know where she's going to go with this, but she has, she has refused to concede. She Her trial is going forward, even though Katie Hobbs has um, tried to, to get that trial stopped. Uh, she actually called today for the Maricopa County election officials to be, quote, locked up. 
um, for uh, uh, what they did and how they completely corrupted and destroyed. She says these people are crooks and they need to be locked up. Your thoughts, Brian Maloney? I wish we had more Carrie Lakes on our side, more people who don't back down, who continue to push forward. Carrie Lakes getting no help from the GOP, of course, because they never wanted her to win in the first place. They're perfectly happy with this sham election. And the Arizona election was one of the most brazenly stolen I've ever seen in my life. And I think it happened in a few other states as well this year. But Arizona is where people have fought back. And this woman never backs down. Um, This is what we need. If we could clone her a hundred times over, we would be in a strong position right now. Instead, we have a bunch of Romney, Ryan people um, at the top of our party ruining the country, uh, ruining everything for us. So, you know, so what's happening is I think the Democrats, what they want to do is they want to steal the election right in front of your face and laugh at you when you try to do anything about it. And then know that you'll be shot down in court and that you'll back down and you'll, you'll, you know, be forever without power, whatever. And then they can rule by fiat or whatever after that. I think that's, that's what they're trying to do. And so in Kerry Lake, they've run into somebody who doesn't back down, who doesn't stop fighting back who doesn't concede. And I think this is really important because the new, the new scam now, Andrea is you can't vote on election day. If you live in a Republican neighborhood, because the printers don't have any ink, you know, and they're sitting there in Arizona saying, well, you know, there's no law that says the printers have to have ink on election day, (laughs) which is, which is technically true. um, Apparently, but, that doesn't mean that this is a legitimate election. You can't say, well, you know, th- this neighborhood votes Republicans, so there are no ballots on Election Day. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Democrats are still still saying that even with Warnock uh, winning, that um, if, if you can consider that a win, that there I, I, I want to contrast the Republican Party response. So here we see that the Republican Party, uh, you know, completely d- abandoned, if not participated in, stopped specifically stopping Carrie Lake and Blake Masters from winning. Uh, I mean, completely. They pulled any money from it. Uh, The Republican officials... Blake Masters in particular. Blake Masters in particular. In in addition to pulling money from it, uh, from all the the races there, we actually had Republicans involved down there, one of which had started a PAC specifically for the purpose of stopping Carrie Lake. Meanwhile, you've got the Democrats. This is how how hard they push uh, for their party and winning... Here's what Warnock had to say. The left right now is pushing that even though they got a win in Georgia, still they're pushing the narrative about voter suppression. Skins, please play clip four. Really, you keep coming back to the job. Is voter suppression still an issue, though, in Georgia? Oh, absolutely. We, we so should some not, people could say, look, he won. That's no right. longer an argument. We should not assume that because I won that voter suppression is not an issue in Georgia. In fact, I had to sue the state of Georgia so that we could get Saturday voting. They, they shortened the runoff. Uh, and then they said the Saturday after a holiday, which was Thanksgiving, and another holiday, by the way, that uh, honored Confederate, uh, Confederate General uh, Lee, mm-hmm. they said we couldn't have we couldn't have Saturday vote. This is interesting to me, and one of the reasons why I wanted to play it tonight um, is that you see how the left pushes and pushes and pushes that the idea that they don't get whatever they want and level of convenience is voter suppression. And in pushing and pushing and pushing, the Republicans have given to that. We should have never gone the way of absentee ballots. We should have never gone the way of early voting. We should have never done anything that, uh, under the guise of convenience that jeopardized our elections. 
Well, and that's exactly right. I mean, what is Warnock talking about there? Yes, he had to sue because they did not want to offer early voting on Thanksgiving weekend. Right. So now, you know, the now early voting can start months before Election Day. Right. This just goes on and on and on. They can receive ballots for weeks after Election Day. So they have these incredibly long windows of weeks or months to collect ballots. Mm -hmm. And no wonder we never win anymore. And then on Election Day, if our people show up from the wrong neighborhoods, we can't even cast a ballot. But then they still turn around and scream that they're the ones being suppressed. So It's very Orwellian. You know, they accuse you of what they're doing. Uh, And we, you know, we need more Republicans that can fight back. And I think what was distinctive about Arizona's election this year was that you had real conservatives on the ballot. Mm -hmm. You had real conservatives who fought and pushed and who are still out there fighting. You know, Blake Masters is still out there fighting. Mm -hmm. You know, he he conceded, but he's still out there as an activist. Uh, So these are people who didn't just disappear. Oh, I didn't win. I'm just going to go pout for the next whatever years. Because America doesn't have, like you said, we don't have two years. We don't have four years. Um, You know, in two, four years, we may be, uh, I I think it's going to look like Mad Max out there, honestly. I don't think we have time to sit around and wait for the next election. We're not going to be in one piece at the time of the next election. We've been deteriorating quickly. Well, yeah, quickly. I mean, you look at the open border alone. Everybody's talking today how John Roberts, you know, did a stay only for a couple of days. If Title 42 is going to be going away. And even if Title 42 wasn't going away, the the Democrat Party has an open border and they continue, they continue to to flood our country with an invasion of illegal aliens. And even if 100% of them were good guys and were not the child traffickers and the drug traffickers and the sex traffickers right. and all that, that a percentage of them are. Our country is under an invasion and has been at least 5 million people just in the last two years. On top of the, I'm tired of hearing the Republican Party, we got 11 million illegals here. I've been hearing 11 million illegals in this country since I was a kid. We've probably got 60 to 100 million illegal aliens in this country and they are now bringing in a flood and flood and flood at a time in which we're $30 trillion in debt, at a time in which we've got a crime wave across the country happening. People are not safe anytime any where in this country anymore, done by design. They're about to let out 7,000 child predators that have raped children onto the streets of California alone. We got a homeless crisis. Nobody can afford uh, to live anymore. Right. And, you know, we've got some conservatives going, leave the blue states. Like the solution is just leave California and move to Texas, right? If I hear Jesse it's Kelly not. say that one more time, I'm going to fly to Texas and pimp slap him across his seven foot tall face. Well, I, I've never understood the appeal of Jesse Kelly because he has uh, rhinoed on us many, many times. Yeah. And he's been forgiven each time. And I don't really know where the guy ever came from anyway. Um, I never heard of him until a few years ago. He's just one of these kind of uh, hangers on that is supposedly conservative that has a social media following. We need to get rid of a bunch of these guys. And a lot of them were on the speaker's lineup for this turning point event uh, this week. A lot of grifters in that lineup as mm-hmm. headline speakers. And it's yeah. like, you know, we're not getting anywhere with this. But you're absolutely right. Everything that you said was spot on. Bottom line is America is structurally bankrupt at this point. We are a bankrupt country. Uh, and, morally, you know, we're morally and financially and, well, mil- and militarily bankrupt yeah. as a nation. Yeah, well, we've handed all of our you know, weapons stockpiles to Ukraine. 
uh, which is insane. And, and we're sending them money that we don't have. We're printing money. Uh, you know, we're, we're taking on more and more debt. And the IRS is going to go after everyone that uses Venmo. You know, $601 purchase on Venmo or whatever. And they're going to come out. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, that, so, so they're going to try to nickel and dime every working person to get the money back. And that'll never work because Congress will keep spending more and more and mm-hmm. more. And there won't be enough Venmo transactions for them to go after. It won't work. Um, so it's a stupid, stupid plan. They cannot, and the Republicans don't even try to contain Democrat spending anymore. I mean, you have Mitch McConnell, who's trying to take away the power of Republicans in the House to have any say over budget matters for the next 12 months. Why would he do that? Why would he do that as Republicans are about to take a slim majority in the House? Why is McConnell working with Democrats? You know, so this And why is Trump, is, I'm just going to say, why is Trump yeah. supporting Kevin McCarthy as Speaker? Well, yeah, why is he doing that? And why did he also say that, uh, well, you know, Rana and, and Parmi would both be good? You know, it's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. no, no. Rana is a crook. She She's is a, a crook. Romney crook. Um, you can, so what is going on with Trump? I think he thinks that if he uh, sucks up to the GOP establishment enough, they'll defend him on some of these, you know, bullying tactics that the Democrats are employing. But it's a it's a miscalculation. Yes. The Republicans are never going to help him. They want him gone. They want him disappeared. They're thrilled about everything that's happened today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the J6 stuff, they're thrilled. And, you know, so the bottom line is these people in Washington think that they have control over the country and they're losing control over the country. I think what Washington re- doesn't realize is it's losing its legitimacy. Well, it lost that already, but it's losing its relevancy where we're getting very, very close to the point in this country where we have to take matters into our own hands in our communities, because otherwise it means not eating, mm-hmm. not having a, a roof over your head. The basics of life are are close to being completely under threat. And I think that this year, this coming year, 2023, is where a lot of that starts to unfold, where things have been still holding together. You know, we've had like this, we've been hanging by this thread that's fraying. You yeah. know, it's been fraying. And we're about to lose that thread. And then we're, you know, look out below. That's where we're at. I'm not trying to scare people, but I think deep down, everybody knows that's where we're at. If you really think yeah. about it, if you really think about the deterioration of life, as you pointed out with the illegals, I mean, we are going to be invaded by numbers that we can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was also the Democrats can have, you know, millions of illegals flood red states or whatever. But the yeah. problem is, you know, that's not a precision weapon. You know, the the, the problem with that is you let 50 pe- million people in here. You don't know what they're going to do. You don't know what you don't know that they're going to turn around and vote for Democrats. They could they well, could do any number of things here. You well, know, well, we've got to be thinking about any number of things that we can do, because I, I am not going to give up. I'm going to tell you, I'm not, I, but I, no, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to sugarcoat, you know, AK, I, 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 when I start talking in third person, I'm not going to sugarcoat. Uh, I don't blow smoke, no. um, but I also don't give up. And one of my nicknames is the bulldog. Cause when I seek my teeth into something, you can't shake me off. Brian Maloney, right. I know that's how you are too. And that's why I appreciate you. Thanks for being here tonight. Thank you. All right. Um, we're going to take a break. We come back. I am going to tell you guys the story about Father Frank Pavone because I think it's disturbing. 
And that's one of the things that uh, we've been missing is our church, churches and our church institutions and religious institutions standing up uh, for morality. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I forgot to tell you guys the fun I had at Iron Mountain Outfitters in La Mesa Saturday. Um, just super fun to be there. Super busy. Everybody there doing some last minute Christmas shopping. One guy, <laughs> one guy was there buying a bunch of tan Carhartt, um, like sweats stuff because he was going, going to, um, go as I think peen, uh, peanuts Snoopy, um, uh, for, Christmas, a peanuts Christmas thing. So he wanted to dress like tan, like a dog. And then he was going to wear it for his work gear. Super fun. Got to hang out with my boyfriend, Dapper Dan. Although then Dapper Dan started like flirting with other people while I was there, like right in front of me. Like it was like so rude. (laughs) I got a couple of great items for two people that just mean so much to me. I got a flannel. I got a shacket. Y'all know I've been talking about the shackets. Uh, one, I think the shacket was Carhartt. I think the flannel shirt was Filson. Just amazing stuff there. It's not too late to go and pick up something. There's, they have something for everybody in your family. You, they do still have, by the way, they do still have some of the Sherpa-lined um, hoodies like I wear. They had those um, for gal pals, flannels for gals. They even had kids wear all kinds of accessories from knives and dog bowls and just, you know, anything great luggage and backpacks, just anything you would need. So um, check out Iron Mountain Outfitters in La Mesa. I I can never remember. I know the address so well uh, that um, I've got I don't have it committed to memory because I just drive right to to there and look for the and I look for the standing bear outside 8493 La Mesa Boulevard their phone number is 619-463-5660 okay I want to talk about this story um father Frank Pavone I've known him for years I actually uh, emceed a priest for life event here in San Diego that he was at in fact that was the night I met my friend Dr. Gina Loudon was at the uh, Frank Pavone priest for life event well-known priest y'all know I'm not Catholic but you know in Louisiana we're the only state divided by Catholic parish right so uh, Catholics are just in my family and, and literal family DNA and beyond um, so that's where I first met uh, Dr. Frank Pavone I've also had um, Dr. Alfreda, uh, Alveda King, uh, MLK's niece, who also works with Dr. Frank Pavone at Priest for Life. And he is just a hard, the hardest working priest who fights for the unborn and the fight for life of any that I have ever seen across the country. And um, he was defrocked over the weekend. Now, according to the Catholic Church... Um, the the Catholic News Agency revealed um, uh, a letter from Archbishop Christophe Pierre, who is the Apostolic Nuncio to the United States. I don't know what any of that means because I don't know anything about the Catholic Church hierarchy. But they said that they have stripped Dr. Uh, uh, Father Pavone um, of they've defrocked him. They've accused him of blasphemous communications on social media and of, quote, persistent disobedience of the lawful instructions of his diocesan bishop. Uh, and um, he, according to 
what a, a Bishop Joseph Strickland of the di- Diocese of, of Tyler, Texas wrote that the blasphemy is that his holy priest is canceled while an evil president promotes the denial of truth and the murder of the unborn at every turn. I would have to agree because why was Father Pavone, why was he Why was he defrocked? Was it because he actually tweeted, and I will tell you guys, he did tweet uh, something kind of ugly. He did. He actually did use the Lord's, believe it or not, I was actually shocked to read. I'm going to be completely open here. He tweeted something that was ugly. Uh, he called uh, Joe Biden a loser, uh, actually used the GD word. And said that Joe Biden uh, and spoke of the supporters of this GD loser Biden and his morally corrupt America hating GD hating Democrat Party. Um, He said in a video that he used the word GD in a response to somebody in a tweet. And for that, that they want me thrown out of the priesthood. Um, Look, he shouldn't have tweeted that. It was ugly. He sinned. I'm not a Catholic, but can somebody tell me, do, do, the, do Catholics believe that suddenly become, because you get sworn into the clergy that you are no longer a human being and you're no longer a sinner? Is that, is that what they believe in the Catholic Church? Because let me tell you what my Bible tells me. The, the whole point of the plan of salvation is Jesus had to die on the cross for my sins because no matter how hard I tried, I could never be sinless. I can never be without sin. So they're going to defrock Father Pavone, do I need to talk about the priests that they didn't defrock even though they had been raping boys? Do I need to talk about that? Let's talk about that, Catholic Church. It's blasphemous for Father Pavone to, to, to tweet that out, but, it's, but it, it has the priest in the Catholic Church in New York City that invited a drag queen to come and strut down the aisles in the middle of Mass and a, a male and a thong. Is that okay? I guess it is according to the Catholic Church. There's, I, I mentioned this last week, and I'm not just going after the Catholic Church here. I talked last week. I watch uh, sermons. I, I have it on in the background when I'm doing chores. I watch a lot of sermons from a lot of big people across this country who have a lot of following, a lot of mega churches. And as much as I appreciate, I think there's very few people that have the ability to communicate from the pulpit like Stephen Furtick. I have yet, yet to hear him mention abortion, and I have yet to hear him address the scourge of the transing of children in this country and the, and, the, and the sexualization of children in this country as a part of the OBGT movement. Hasn't, I haven't heard a mention of it. Should Pavone have tweeted that? Absolutely not. What he should be doing is he should have, instead of defending it or blaming somebody else for it, he should have said, uh, I sinned and I, and I ask for forgiveness of my sins. And by the way, that wasn't the only time I sinned today. I'm sure I did it some other way because there's sins of omission and there's sins of commission, right? Did you know in the Bible that if you have an untoward thought, it's a sin? It's, it's not just a sin when you tweet out something ugly, by the way. Shame on the Catholic Church. My understanding is the Pope was involved in this. Of course he was. The Pope's, the Pope's a communist. The Pope is perfectly okay with Joe Biden taking communion even though Joe Biden, you know, brought a drag queen who had tweeted out about a, a filthy, nasty, disgusting sex act of children. He's perfect. You know, uh, uh, Joe Biden still takes communion, even though he's on board with pushing the weight of the U.S. government to continue to have children in this country generally mutilated. I guess that's OK with the cat. That's not blasphemous with the Catholic Church. 
Wow. Breaking news over the weekend regarding COVID shots. I guess what we've been saying for years ended up being true. Who knew? The shots are the clot shots, and they're causing some clots. Pfizer finally admitted to it over the weekend. That story coming up next. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. We're going to go to the phones. Francisca's on the line. She's got something she wants to say. Hello, my dear. Hi. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you. Um, you wanted to talk about Father Frank Pavone? Yes, because, uh, I, you know, I, I told you I, I, I removed myself when I was 17 out of the Catholic Church because I saw the corruption, and I'm talking about on the 70s, 1970s. But it happened that I, at that time I called them, it looks like they infiltrate the, the Catholic Church in order for us to empty the church because we have two churches very close and they were totally full and now they're empty. Well, this Taylor Marshall wrote a book, which I recommend that book because it was my reality. They infiltrate the church. So when I said, you know, that government is this and this and politics is that, we're talking about infiltrating every single thing to do these things. And you can hear it confirm my, my assessment from Carl Schwab. That from the World Economic Forum, he brags about it with naming pictures. He said we have to infiltrate the churches. Churches. He they, he doesn't say Catholic Church, but the Catholic Church was the last one that they had to infiltrate in order to do what they're doing right now. But if you go back to the history, which that helped me because I'm not really good at you know researching. Taylor Marshall Taylor. Uh, which is also on YouTube, describes that as if this is my life. So pa- Father um, Frank Pabon, what he did is what I did, and I remember that in Mexico. I said GD because I have nothing nothing to hold on, and I'm not arguing with the Marxists in Mexico and uh, the followers, and who's going to save me? If I don't have a church, I don't have a government, and yes, I did say that, but... Uh, uh, Father Pobon, he did excuse himself. He said that he, he was in exchange with this Biden's, uh, Biden follower, and he got upset. He got so upset because when he said how upset he was, it's me being upset with nothing, nothing. Not even the, the other citizens that may sure understand that we need to get together to fight this. Not politicians, not the church, but the infiltrators that are inside the church to get us. So right now I'm asking everybody to call. This is when we need to fight together. This is when we need to show these evil people, because they are evil. They don't stop at nothing, and they will not stop at nothing, because they don't see us working. They don't see us being together. Yes, it is a Catholic Church, but I've been fighting for every other uh, you know, religion that believes in God. So this is the way we defend uh, um, uh, Father Pabon, because they cannot remove him for that when we have deep corruption inside the church and we're just supposed to not see it, not fight. We need to fight by calling uh, this, this, uh, this the website that is called lifepetition.com, which that we signed right there that the issue is to show them our power. We don't have to yes. shoot, we don't have to argue, but we need to be present 24 hours. No more backup, and he is our test. 
Father yes. Pabon will be re returned to the church to his position. And he did say he excused himself. He said he was, he should not say it. But he, he, when he described the situation, that is my situation. What do you do? You cry? You, you know. You get back in the, in the Catholic Church, you go back to your church, you go back to your country, you do not leave your country, you stay in your house, you fight for your family, because that's your job, period. Yep. Francisca, you always bring such great perspective. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, um, you know, it's always it's always touchy for me or sensitive to talk about the Catholic Church in any way, skins, because I've got so many so many friends and family, you know, part of the Catholic Church. Um, but we got to be we got to be calling out. Uh, you know, we, the whole point for me as a Christian is that we we all fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We're all imperfect, and I don't elevate anybody. Uh, as as better or more important than anybody else, regardless of, regardless of. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're in the church, out of the church, position of power. Like we, we all fall. Yeah. So you know that's that's where I stand. I didn't have time to get into this FDA study uh, linking uh, COVID nineteen to blood clotting. I'm going to get into that tomorrow. Um, there's there's more uh, news about. Um, uh, about that, then I wanted some time to get into it. I do want to play. No, I don't have time to play this clip. Uh, we've we. This is. <sighs> I started to say, this is this COVID and and Tom DeBacaro talked about it last last hour. I'm sticking with the number one issue that we have, which is fascism in the U.S. government and the deep state, FBI, FBI intelligence community, and the DOJ working to control every aspect of our lives. I'm still including that, making that my number one issue. The COVID stuff comes under it because it was through those efforts, through the control of us, through our elections, uh, the media, social media, including the CDC and the NIH and the NIH, NAAID, all of that, it still comes under the number one issue. And we cannot forget that that and it's complicated it doesn't fit on a bumper sticker it's all tied together and we've got to continue to push that out there because they are not going to give up the grip that they got on us the 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 covid was a real virus but the exploitation of it to get a communist grip over us in our lives has to continue we got to continue to, to explain that to people and continue to push back because they haven't given up on it including somebody who's running for for president as a, on the republican ticket in 2024 who's all in for fauci we'll see you tomorrow night right here 6 p.m pacific time peace out Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.